Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of the Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, leading with influence and impact as an introverted woman. This is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. Now, International Women's Day this week was celebrated worldwide. Lots of organisations holding events, activities to recognise the women, recognise women's achievements. Um, And the whole month of March is dedicated to International Women's Month, celebrating and recognising the achievements of women all over the world as well as highlighting the fact that gender inequalities still exist worldwide. And it always amazes me how it's taking so long to achieve gender parity. Some locations are doing better than others. And in the UK, we recently celebrated the fact that the FTSE 350 Boards are now made up of 40.2% women, um, as reported by FTSE Women Leaders. And that is a a significant achievement considering um, where it was uh, just a short short while ago. Um, But you've still got a way to go because of these FTSE 350 boards, only 8% of CEOs are women and 19% are CFOs. So it shows that there is quite still some way to go. And yes, it's good that we can acknowledge the achievement and it's great that this has happened, but it still falls short of the 50% if women make up roughly half of the population, it still falls short of that. Um, And the fact that the most senior positions, CEO and CFO, are significantly low, 8% CEOs, which is significantly low, shows we've we've got a long way to go. And globally, um, in some locations, the, the gender inequalities are diabolical. Um, when, it, when it comes to the work environment, until there is not only gender equality in the boardrooms, but also the boardrooms are representative of society, we have a problem. And is it any wonder that women are increasingly quitting corporate life and starting their own businesses? Um, and I can't say that I blame them. Why expend time and energy uh, fighting a system that you're not going to win when you can create something of your own where the only limitations are those in your mind. So any woman who is taking that step and quitting the corporate life to start their own business, I salute you. But for those that don't want to do that and who want to stay in the corporate world, we need to do better in terms of gender equality, um, gender equity, and closing the gender pay gap. And it's, it's taking too long to see this shift happen. It's taking far too long. One, one of the questions I ask when I'm 
doing a talk around sort of dismantling glass ceilings is asking people just to reflect if they've got little girls or they've got small nieces or or granddaughters, daughters, little sisters, people who've got young girls in their lives and to really think about the kind of future that they want for them. Um, And this, this exercise is quite profound because when they think about it, you know, they all say things like they want a world that is safe for them, a world where there's no limitations for them, where they can be themselves, where they can be what they want, and more of that as well. But the thing is, if things don't, if you don't see the pace of change happen even quicker, those of you that have got young daughters, they will still be facing some of the challenges that we're seeing now. And so we really have to make a stand if we want to see change. And each and every single one of us can do our bit to enable change to happen. There's so much benefits to be gained when we have diverse boards, diverse leadership teams, diversity throughout the organisation. Organisations not only perform better financially, it enables and encourages constructive and challenging discussions and dialogue, which is key to the effective functioning of any board. And having diversity means you get better quality decisions, there's better teamwork, uh, more creativity and innovation, and people get their assumptions challenged. If you've got a group of people who all look the same, then who who all sort of think the same, look the same, act the same, have the same outlook, you can end up with groupthink um, and not get the creativity and innovation that you would get where there are different perspectives, different ways of thinking, different worldviews, different outlooks, different ex- world ex- life experiences that are at the table. And so when we look at some of the barriers to gender equity, there are a lot of systemic structures that are in place that are unfav- that tend to be unfavourable for women. There's unfavourable bias towards women and it's deeply entrenched in um, our society and gender stereotypes and gender schemas. Certain roles are sort of drilled into us or drilled into children that certain roles are women, certain roles are men. And and these schemas, we grow up, they become entrenched in, in what we think. Even when I do my uh, talk on dismantling glass ceilings uh, and I ask people when do they when they think of an airline pilot what comes to mind and automatically people say a man and this is men this is women this is most people they just automatically think a man and that shows how deeply entrenched these gender stereotypes are and you'd think that with advances in technology, that um, machine learning and artificial intelligence, that it would eliminate these issues. But uh, we, we can see that these biases are entrenched in algorithms, um, that some of these 
artificial intelligence applications depend on. But it's not really any surprise because the end output is only good as good as the person that's putting it in. And many workplaces, uh, decisions regarding pay and promotion are made through processes that disadvantage women when it comes to promotion via networks, women are often not, don't necessarily have access to some of the networks that men may have. And networks can play a key role in deciding who gets certain work, who gets opportunities, who gets promotions. And when, particularly when you get to the much more senior levels, some networks are male dominated. And then there's the networking events that take place out of hours, which make them less accessible to women because women are still very much the main caregivers, though for children and for elderly parents. And then there's things like when interview, sorry, meetings are held, sometimes in, at times of the day where women can't always attend them. And I've had many, see many situations where meetings are held first thing in the morning, last thing in the evening, where women are not able to attend because they've got to go pick the kids up from school. And so organisations need to be mindful of those things. How are their practices excluding women? And then you've got the thing which we call social cloning, and that's um, where people in positions of power often champion those who look like them, who are who act like them, or who look like candidates that have gone before. Um, and that's also known as homophilia. That's a tendency to be drawn towards people like ourselves, and this can lead to disadvantages for women, particularly if they are roles which have not traditionally been held by women. And there's also the fact that some organisations lack clear standards for pay and promotion, which makes it harder for employees to know what they need to do to progress or to realise when they're being undervalued. And when there aren't clear systems in place, Decisions are more likely to be made through processes that disadvantage women. And decisions decision makers are more likely to rely on subjective and potentially biased judgments rather than um, objective indicators that are based on past performance. And these are just some of the things which were um, highlighted in a report that was published by the UK Government's Equality Office. Um, in conjunction with the Global Institute for Women's Leadership uh, in a report in 2019. Another thing which organisations need to look at is when they're looking at in initiatives to increase the number of representation of women at senior levels, is not just to look at increasing the numbers of women, but they also need to consider intersectionality. Many gender initiatives don't take into consideration the many intersections that women may have because 
all of these intersections can have an effect on how women progress as leaders. And I remember going to a, a diversity conference uh, a, few, a few years ago and there was a lack of people that looked like me um, and considering the topic and it was very very obvious and other people noticed it as well people who didn't look like me having conversations with people who were white they they recognized that there was a distinct lack of diversity and it was clear that the organization who, who was putting on the event hadn't really thought about getting the right level of representation um, and thought about because it was a diversity conference and so thinking about not just the main the the typical things when it comes to diversity and inclusion the the visible differences but taking into account all the individual differences that we have we all all different but we all have something to bring to the table and one thing which i'm doing a lot of work on at the moment is belonging and psychological safety um, which I think is something that organisations need to really give thought to when they're looking at making their organisations more inclusive because a lack of belonging and psychological safety, people aren't going to stick around or if they do, they're not going to give their best self, they're not going to be at their best. Um, and I see that time and time again where women who are in male-dominated environments, someone who's an ethnic minority in a white-dominated environment, or somebody who is some other form of a minority to the dominant group, where they feel that they can't speak up, they don't feel psychologically safe. Speaking to someone recently who who's telling me about a meet, meet this, meet these meetings where they go to um, and they are different to, they're a woman um, from a uh, ethnic minority background or global majority background, should I say, um, in a white male dominated environment. Um, and they said that they're like clones of each other, but they don't feel that they can speak up they feel that they will be judged, that they will be maybe ridiculed or that they won't be taken seriously. So they don't speak up and express their selves as they would like to or what they could do because of that. Look, we've still got a, a long way to go and I really do think that if organisations want to make a change, want to be more inclusive, um, for, not just for women, but um, in every aspect, they need to be intentional about it and it needs ownership from all levels throughout the organisation um, because not only is diversity and inclusion good for business, morally it's the right thing to do as well. As I mentioned, organisations need to be representative of the communities that they serve and the people that work in them. And so being intentional about it at all levels of the organisation, I often see it where 
at the most senior levels, they buy into it, they're all for it, but then there's bottlenecks further down the line. Uh, at, at the most junior level, junior junior leadership levels, middle 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 managers, I've seen sometimes where the bottlenecks are there, where they're, they're, they're not necessarily doing what they could do about it. And I think that it's something that all leaders should have as part of their performance objectives is something around diversity and inclusion so that they are held accountable for it because until it's given the priority that it deserves, it will always be an issue because there will always be some people who either don't want to see change or don't give it the importance that it deserves, don't think that it's as important or deserves the focus that it needs to and would rather focus on something else, something else that takes priority. So if we want to see change, everyone needs to be intentional about it. So thank you for listening and if you are wanting to increase your confidence, influence and impact and you haven't completed the free assessment on my website, go to aboundingsolutions.com, fill, fill out the assessment and it will give you some ideas about areas that you can focus on. And so until the next time, bye.